This is Ask BBB. This morning, get ready, winter is coming. We'll talk about winter tires and protecting your vehicle from rust as we bring you information from and about BBB accredited businesses. Your host on Ask BBB is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Thanks, Jim, and good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this morning as we chat with accredited businesses, and then we check the BBB bulletin board. This morning, we'll shine some light on a scam that uses solar panels to get personal information from homeowners. We've heard some weather experts telling us that winter will arrive early this year. When you hear that word winter, we start to look at the list of things we need to do to get ready. Besides digging out coats, boots, scarves and gloves, we want to book the annual tire swap. Matt Smith is the owner of Wortley Auto Service and joins us this morning to go over some details of putting the rubber to the road. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. So Matt, is it too early to install our winter tires and what should we be aware of if we have them installed early? Well, the sort of there's a couple rules of thumb that people in the industry go by. First, the tire manufacturers often recommend when the temperatures drop below 7 degrees Celsius. The issue is this morning, it was two degrees Celsius at six o'clock when I got up and it'll be 20 degrees of SAF. So it, it wouldn't be practical to take our tires on and off twice a day this time of year. So it depends how far we drive. The, the other requirement a lot of insurance policies have, if you have a snow tire discount, some of them mandate the snow tires have to be on the car by November 1st or November 15th, depending on, on your policy. Normally, we like to recommend around Halloween is sort of the magic time to start putting them on the car. And are there driving situations where all season tires would be sufficient? Depends how far you drive. It just depends on the style of driving. For instance, my retired father doesn't need to go out when there's a blizzard. He's always got lots of groceries stocked in the fridge, so he can wait a day or two for the roads to get plowed. So yeah, in a situation like that, all season tires are acceptable. They're, they're never as good as a dedicated snow tire. There's such a wide range of tires and pricing. How do we select the right tire for our own driving needs and our vehicle? Normally, when I help a customer pick tires out, I, I like to ask them, where do you work? How far do you drive to work? Do you do bicycle commute to work? Do you drive only when it rains? Do you drive every day of the week? Do you drive to Woodstock from London, et cetera, et cetera? So that helps you make a choice on the quality of the type of tire that you want to put on the car, especially if it's an older vehicle. Sometimes you don't want to buy a premium brand of tire if the car really only has a couple of years of life left in it. So that's when we might look at maybe a more value priced tire. And some of the other terms that we'll hear as we're selecting tires, are we going snow or ice, asymmetrical or unidirectional, speed rated, load capacity? How do we factor all those in and then um, budgeting? Those are all excellent questions. So as far as a snow tire, it's got a tread design that works really well in snow and slush. An ice tire would be a snow tire, plus it has a softer rubber compound that is more pliable and gives better traction on ice as well as snow. So you can kind of think of it as a, if you're ranking things between gold and silver, let's say the gold standard would be an ice tire and the silver standard would be 
a snow tire. You know, um, they, they just, they do perform better on ice. They, they give you better traction in, in all winter situations. As far as the speed rating and the load capacity of the tires, that's something that your automotive service provider can look at when they're pricing out the tires for your car. Every tire has specific requirements and uh, they meet a certain criteria. So you just want to make sure that you're putting the right tires on your car. For instance, they might be the same size tires in five or six different cars, but the load index or the speed rating could be different for that car and it will affect the handling. So you want to make sure you're getting the right tire for your car. Matt, how do we determine if our winter tires or really for that matter, any tires need to be replaced? There's a couple of things we like to look at. The, the age of the tire is often a really good indicator. The rubber compounds in tires harden over time, ultraviolet sunlight damages and cracks the tires and just the age of the rubber tends to make it very hard. So it's less pliable and they have less traction in the winter. So often in the industry recommend a four to five year lifetime on a snow tire. Now, that being said, I've had customers that bring in a six or seven year old set of snow tires. They're excellent and pliable. They have lots of tread. We put them on the car, try them out. They work fine for the winter. Other times you might have a set of tires that are burned out in two years, just depending on how you drive and the type of tire. So the age of the tire and the actual tread wear of the tire are the biggest factors. I, I would say tread wear is even more important. Once a snow tire is below four thirty seconds of an inch tread wear, roughly three and a half to four millimeters tread depth, they, they're less tractive on ice and snow, and they generally don't provide the kind of grip and stability you would want. And that's when you'd consider replacing them. What are some of the pros and cons of having an extra set of rims for the vehicle? And how do we determine if this is the type of investment that makes sense for our own driving habits? That's an excellent question. And in fact, I had that discussion with a customer of mine yesterday. The cost of changing over tires when they're loose, meaning that they don't have their own set of rims, is more than the cost of changing them over on a separate set of wheels. So after about four years normally, that price would be cheaper to do the uh, the changeover every six months on rims. It would it would more than amortize the additional cost of the wheels, the initial purchase of the wheels. The tires do get beaten up when you take them on and off the rims all the time. The other thing, if you have nice aluminum wheels on your car, if you have a you know a more premium brand car that has nice summer wheels, running them in the winter, there's salt leads to corrosion and it pits the finish on the wheels so it kind of yeah it makes them sort of ugly after a few years and keeping those in a nice clean dry location for the winter really does make them last a whole lot longer so they're, 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 that's another consideration in buying summer wheels and winter wheels versus just using one set Matt, newer vehicles are equipped with pressure sensors how does installing and changing tires affect that equipment it's a great question. Um, with the winter wheel packages that we sell, very often we do install a second set of tire pressure monitoring sensors in those wheels. So when we put the wheels on the car, we reinitialize the system and make sure the computer in the car is reading the four sensors and it gives you an accurate readout of your tire pressures. Um, conversely, if we're just putting the tires on the existing wheels, we reset the system every time we put them on, make sure that it's, it's calibrated and working properly. And when we've put on our winter tires, how should the summer tires be stored? 
ideally they would be indoors in a clean and dry place. It doesn't need to be warm, but you know, even a garden shed, that type of thing. Some people store them under their deck and I find they come back with leaves and debris and, and corrosion on them just from, from being in a moist environment all winter. So yeah, basement, garage, garden shed, or if you don't have a place to store them, a lot of shops do offer tire storage as well. Should, they be, stored, should they be stored flat or standing? Yeah, you, there, there's two schools of thought. Some people think that they should all be standing up. I've seen tire storage racking that actually put indents in the tires. So I also think storing them flat is 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 preferable. If they're inflated on their own wheels, flat is good. If they're not inflated, not mounted on wheels, then on a rack vertically is better. Are there instances where you should consider chains or studs for your tires? You cannot use studs or tire chains in this part of Ontario. In Northern Ontario, you can use studs under certain situations and tire chains are actually entirely illegal in Ontario now. So I would say nobody in our listing area would have any need to have studs or chains on their tires. Matt, can you share with us what BBB accreditation means to you and to your customers? To me, being a member of a BBB accredited business means that we take customer service, reliability, doing the right thing seriously. It means that there is a standard of care that you might not get with another business. You know, everybody who's a member of the BBB is held to a higher account. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us as we approach winter and consider when to put our winter tires back on. Thanks for having me on. Matt Smith is the owner-operator of Wortley Auto Service, a business that carries the BBB seal and holds an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory. And from there, you can connect to their website and to their social media pages. The BBB seal is the sign of a better business. One thing you don't want to see on your vehicle is rust. After the break, we'll look at ways to protect against it. You're listening to Ask BBB. Your host is Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Jennifer, for a long time in Canada, we took it for granted that our vehicles would develop rust. And it is still a battle today. But our guest this morning is part of the quest to conquer rust. Sam Benstead is business development manager with Crown Rust Control Southwestern Ontario and joins us now to discuss rust prevention. Thanks for taking the time to join us, Sam. Thanks for having me. So what are the methods of rust prevention and where does Crown Rust Control Solutions fit into that spectrum? Yeah, there's multiple methods of preventing a rust. Um, you know, end of the day, rust isn't, it's not, you can't stop rust, but we can do our best to prevent it. Um, there's a few um, types of coatings out there. One is a permanent coating, which is a wax-based rubber, zinc, and, or paint. Another one is a temporary coating, which is petroleum-based solvent and water-based products. Crown is a solvent-free carbon-based rust inhibitor. Crowns, I almost describe as a live product. So I always tell people, if you have a piece of metal and you spray on the one side on a Friday, by the following Monday, it has creeped all over the metal. It's designed to coat the bare metal. So a lot of people say, well, I have my car um, 
crown and it looks dry. What happens is crown will absorb inside the metal and create an invisible barrier on your vehicle. Um, and that will do a displaced moisture. A lot of the other um, products on the market, they're a, a rubberized coating. And um, what happens is the rubberized coating will stick to the vehicle, protect it from getting rusty, but what it'll also do is absorb moisture. And over time, that moisture will expand and uh, crack off and um, get rid of the products applied. A lot of these other products call it a lifetime lifetime product. There's no such thing as a lifetime um, rust inhibitor. You know, it's an annual application. You always see the signs drip, no drip. We want it to drip because what that means, it's actually working. We know the product's actually moving in all the products, in all the cars, the cracks and crevices. So people are concerned about the dripping on their driveways, on their grass. Crown is an eco-friendly product. It's food safe. It's food grade. It's safe for the environment. So if you do have some on your grass or on your driveway, soap and water, brush it off. You're good to go. And is rust inevitable in our climate here? It's not an inevitable. Um, we do our best to prevent it. Um, you know, with moisture, it's almost impossible to prevent it. Um, also, with all the um, chemicals we spray in our roads, the calcium, the salt eliminators, they really, really um, speed up the process of salt on your vehicles. And if we've seen some rust starting to show on our vehicle already, is it too late to start a treatment? No, it's not. Depends where the rust is and the size of the rust. It's we easily stop and prevent it from spraying um, from spreading. Um, we spray our vehicles with an oil-based product, and that really stops it from growing. Our product absorbs into the metal and really stops the um, spreading of rust. Can rust control be guaranteed? We do guarantee uh, rust-free vehicles. Um, if the vehicle is a brand new vehicle and you have a spray on an annual application. We also guarantee a rust-free vehicle if it's within three years old or uh, or newer. So if you buy a used vehicle that's two years old, come into our crown centers, we'll spray your application, we guarantee it for life, not to rust. And you mentioned annually. Is that how often you should have your vehicle treated or what is the frequency rate? Yes, absolutely. It's definitely um, an, an annual process. Um, you know, with our roads, things do wear off. Nothing's permanent. So we definitely recommend uh, an annual application. When we have a rust control applied to our vehicle, does it affect the vehicle warranty in any way? No, not at all. Some manufacturers will void your warranty if you add things like a running board or um, an aftermarket accessory that will drill into um, the manufacturer's vehicle. But um, rust um, control through rust crown, crown rust control will never affect the warranty. It's safe on all types of vehicles, including hybrids and electrical vehicles. I was just going to ask, so are there any vehicles that you cannot apply rust prevention to? Is that aluminum or hybrid? So you not hybrids applicable? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Crown uh, displaces moisture and it's safe in all electric components. We um, use a lot of it for uh, trucks and uh, and um, transit buses and a lot of electric components. So we spray on the electric components to displace moisture. Now, when it comes to aluminum vehicles, um, aluminum will not rust but other components attached to aluminum vehicles will cause the corrosion. So if you have a, a metal frame or um, a metal components on the aluminum um, vehicles, it, um, it will cause the rust to happen based on the other parts on the aluminum vehicles. And if we've never had our vehicle treated before, is this the time of year to have it done? And how long does it take to have that applied once we've booked the appointment? You know, it's funny, people assume that now is the best time to have it done before winter. 
But surprisingly, it's actually the springtime. Um, springtime is the best time because that's when the temperatures are changing. Temperatures are changing from the cold to the warm and moisture starts automatically. Also, um, we go through the springtime and we have all the winter's worth of salt um, uh, melters on the roads on our vehicles. But that being said, now is the most popular time to have your car rest proof. Ideally, the perfect time would be the spring. And how long is the appointment then for the application? Yeah, it depends on the size of the vehicle, anywhere between 45 minutes to 90 minutes, all depends on the size of the vehicle. Obviously, a big uh, truck will be much um, longer than a small or compact vehicle. And if we're looking sort of at an average vehicle size, what would the general cost be for rust control? Yeah, your starting price would be $139.95 and goes up there based on the size of the vehicle. A big van would be a little more money than, say, a small compact car. Sam, Crown Rust Control is accredited with BBB Southwestern Ontario. Can you comment on what BBB accreditation would mean to the organization? Yeah, absolutely. It, it means a lot to us being part of the BBB. You know, Crown is, um, there's lots of fly-by-night um, rust companies out there. You see them 7995 all over the place. You know, Crown's been around since 1987. We're established and we're proud to be part of BBB. You know, our, our customers know coming to Crown Center, we're going to be there next year, the following year, and they know the backing by BBB, they're getting a quality service, quality product. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for joining us this morning to talk about uh, how we can keep our vehicles rust-free. You're welcome. I hopefully answered all your questions and uh, and everyone understood the product of Crown. Thank you, Sam. Sam Benstead is Business Development Manager with Crown Rust Control, Southwestern Ontario. Search for them in the bbb.org directory to explore the services they offer. Crown Rust Control Center carries the BBB seal of accreditation, the sign of a better business. Stay tuned so you are not in the dark about solar panel scams. Welcome back. It's time now to check the BBB bulletin board. And we see a notice about a solar panel scheme that homeowners need to be aware of, Jennifer. Yes, there is a lot of interest lately in solar panels, and it's a significant investment that can eventually lead to generating enough electricity to be self-sufficient. Yeah, and in some of the inquiries we've made, the upfront cost is considerable, but that's one of the reasons that we're hesitant to make that move. And it's also that part the scammers have focused in on. They offer free solar panels and other misleading sales tactics and outright lies to trick homeowners out of money and or personal information. So what will we learn if we look up this article on the BBB.org website? Well, the cases reported to the BBB scam tracker start out with an approach through email, phone and social media or even in person. But no matter how the connection is made, the pattern is the same. The representative will have a special offer to install solar panels at a very low cost or in some cases for free. That word free always gets our attention. And it should also set off alarm bells. As the old saying goes, there is no such thing as a free lunch. The other red flag comes when they tell you that this is a limited time offer and that you must act now. Then the scam can take a number of turns. In some versions, they go after personal information when they tell you to fill out some forms to see if you qualify for this special offer. In other cases, they will move along to a point where they ask for an upfront payment. They tell you that you will get that money back through a government program. So Jennifer, are there government programs? 
There are some government rebate programs, but you should research those on your own to determine how to access those funds. The scammers will often misrepresent the program to make the sale. The key here is to do your own research. There are genuine incentive programs and reputable solar energy contractors do exist. A good place to start, of course, is in the BBB directory. Yes, we found over a dozen accredited businesses in the BBB directory that can provide information about solar energy when we search solar energy contractors. And from there, you can investigate each company's reputation and business practices. A couple of other notes from the article on the BBB website are about getting competing bids, make sure you ask plenty of questions, and don't give in to high pressure tactics. So I think the takeaway here is that if you're approached with an offer of low cost or free solar panels, you should be very, very wary. <laughs> and if you're interested in solar panels, start your research in the BBB.org directory. Uh, Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB this week. If you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program, we'd love to hear from you. And if there is a subject you'd like us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business. <laughs>